Welcome to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast with your hosts, Arturo and Anu. All right, this is UFC Talk 15 on the heels of Kobe Covington versus George Masvidal, UFC 272. What'd you think of the card overall? Yeah, I love the card. It's actually one of the first cards in like a little while where I've seen like every fight like Oh. From the start, from the start to the finish, at least the main event, and even some of the prelims, and yeah, each fight was great, and I felt like I saw some people that were going to be like really good prospects, and that are going to like I don't know in a few years I feel like headlining stuff, and yeah. it, it was it was disappointing how the main event turned out for me though, so like it left a little bad taste, but I thought it was like a good card overall. Mm-hmm. All right, so I let's start. It. Let's start with let's start from the bottom up. Well, can we start with Sergey Spivak and Greg Hardy? Yeah, that was awesome. I had to root for the Sambo guy. So I was like, I'm definitely rooting for the Sambo guy. And I already don't like Greg Hardy. Mm-hmm. Same. And I, I like rooting for the smaller guy than the bigger guy, even though they're both heavyweights. Spivak is like what? Like 240? He much smaller than Greg Hardy. Like he looked like he could fit inside of Greg Hardy. I couldn't even believe they were fighting each other. And it was so cool to see Sergey Spivak just completely dominate him positionally. Like just... yes like wrestle him and smother him. And like Greg Hardy had nothing for it. He had the nice judo throw. Greg Hardy, I think came in at like 290. I think he cut weight to 265. Like he looked big. Like he yeah. looked, and Spivak looked like 240. So it was like a 50 pound difference. And Spivak didn't get the first takedown, but he was like a little bit relentless. And then he got the nice judo throw. Mm-hmm. And then you could just see like, cause everybody I guess has been like kind of standing with Hardy a little bit, or he's been able to get up where he hasn't looked amateurish. He looked like he was getting better and better mm-hmm. for the first time. He kind of looked amateurish the way this guy just controlled him on the ground. Yeah. It, I, I think it was great. Greg Hardy, seven and five. Now, uh, Sergey Spivak, I've, I've always liked, so it, it was a good win. I, I'm happy for it. Um, yeah, me too. You, you can't not enjoy Sergey Spivak. Do you think he like breaks into like some rankings? Like, do you, do you see any of that? I don't know. I have no idea about the heavyweight landscape like that. I don't know off the top of my head, somebody like Arlovsky maybe brings out a little bit of Arlovsky Sambo. That would be fun, you know? Yeah, that could be fun. I feel like they might have even versed each other. <laughs> yeah, it shows how much I know. No, maybe not. All right, let's go on to Kevin Holland versus Alex Oliveira. That was a super fun fight. And I love Oliveira and I like Holland. I like that Holland is kind of like the new cowboy Cerrone where he's just always fighting. Mm -hmm. And he had a great 2020, but then he's like been, he lost his last two fights, right? Right. And now he's going down to 170. So I was curious to see. And there was times he looked like he was sloppy and Oliveira was like taking over. And and then just the start of the second round, Holland hit him with a nice combo and it just, I don't know. It was such a great fight. That first round was like action packed. They're going back and forth. Yeah. Alex Oliveira definitely won round one and it looked pretty easy to, to, to judge that. Like it looked like he was going to run away with the fight as an underdog. And then, yeah, Kevin Holland knocks him out round two. I do think Kevin Holland has great knockout power. He is like, I don't know. I, there's something I do really like about Kevin Holland. I like that. He's just game. He just fights. He's trying to fight people. He's getting better. Here's a guy that has definitely kind of made a name for himself for people that like know fighting, even though he's not like a top guy. 
but just because he fought so much, people like like him, know him. Oh, and he also fights trolls too, which people love. Have you seen mm-hmm. that? No, I haven't seen that. Okay, so two seems- times people have like been online on Instagram or whatever talking shit to him, and he arranges to spar them. And two times people have come in and he's just decimated them. That's awesome. And I love that. And he does it not to like kill them. Like he's playing with it and just being like, yo, you're not even close. I can't even believe you're talking to me. <laughs> yeah. They, I, now everyone's just going to do that on purpose though. So they can meet up with Kevin Holland. Like, yeah, maybe, like, but then he'll still clown you. Yeah. Whatever. You get a free private lesson. I, I guess so. And I asked open maybe too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do like that about him. All right. Let's, let's move crowd. on to Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barboza. Um, I love Edson Barbosa and I was hoping Edson Barbosa would win. And that's partially though, because I didn't know who Bryce Mitchell was. And then, and then as the fight went on, I was like, holy fuck, this kid is so good. And he looks really boyish, but he's 27. So I feel like he's getting, he's starting to like enter that like adulthood and like old man strength Mm -hmm. where like, I don't know the way he, he first, he knocked down Barbosa with some striking, even though he's known as a wrestler which I feel like stunned Barbosa, And then Barbosa couldn't get out from underneath him. I also feel like Barbosa didn't try that hard to get out sometimes, or he was like conserving his energy where he, sh- but maybe just, he just made it look easy. Bryce Mitchell, Bryce Mitchell, if you guys don't know, is from Arkansas. He's like country strong. They're, like he fought at 145. He was mm-hmm. like a state wrestler. He fucking loves God. He's like a good old boy, you know, from Arkansas. And he's just like such a great character, I think, for the sport. Yeah, and he's people real call country, him, reps it really hard. Yeah, he's but, he's also undefeated in UFC. He's got he's 15 and one overall. And he just beat who we consider to be like the gatekeeper of the division. In yes, exactly. And not only beat him, dominated him. Dominate him. His nickname is also, I heard, I don't know if it's a known nickname, but I saw it on Reddit. They called him Country Khabib. I like which it. I thought was like, oh, I love that. That is exactly who he is. I think in the post fight, they just like asked him, hey, who are you? He's like, I'm a warrior of God. And like, normally I don't love like so much God stuff, but the way he said it, he said it with such authenticity. And then he was like, by the way, I'm donating $45,000 for the children of Arkansas. And he's like, half my money. I don't give a fuck. Like, well, he didn't say fuck, like, but he was just like, yeah. who do you want to fight? Whoever God wants me to fight. Like, and some people, he just was very much like Khabib, like, you know, like, alhamdulillah, except it was like Jesus Christ. And it was like, I'll fight anyone, anywhere, and I'll take them down. And same style, like this brutality that was like, but intelligent and tactical. Yeah. Bryce Mitchell has so much going for him. He's funny. I've heard him on podcasts before. He was the guy that first came in and was like, I just want camo shorts and kept campaigning for camo shorts and he finally got camo shorts off his win he was also i think the second person in ufc history to get a twister submission yep and after that fight his next fight he was setting up a twister and almost got a twister in back-to-back fights which would have just been like insane like that's a move and he just learned it online like he's never trained with 10th planet or anything he's like oh i saw it and i did it I thought he was a black belt in jujitsu. He's not very good. Yeah, he's been he's been rising up through the ranks in grappling and obviously in MMA really quickly. Yeah, I'm really interested to see because every fight he looks a lot better than he did in the previous. So it's cool to see his rise. I also think he's really funny. He tells a story about like 
there was a time he had like a drill in his pants. I think he's on a ladder or something. And he put his drill in like his belt, but the drill bit hit his crotch and screwed. And I think like tied up his balls on it. What? Yeah. He had to like go to the hospital, like a crazy event. You have to look this up. It's a crazy story. And he tells it with like the biggest smile on his face. He's an interesting guy, man. He's <laughs> he's as country as it gets for sure. I fucking love him. In uh, one of the interviews, they were like, what do you think of Edson Barbosa? And he goes, well, first of all, Edson Barbosa is married and has two children. And I respect him for that. Like, it was like so like, I love it. It's so pure. And he was like, and then he goes, and he's also a man of God. And he's a great fighter. So, yeah. And it was just like so positive. Also, like some of his political views, some people say are really out there, like COVID was like a lab experiment, which it might have been, but it was, he says it was released maybe so like the government could take his guns. And you think like, if you just read something like this, whatever, he's like a little. He is humble about it in that he's like, I don't he's know so what I'm talking about, about. So like, this is just what I think. Exactly. I, also think I he love once, that about him. He said something really funny once where he's like, oh, my hometown, if you want to know what my hometown's like, he's like, if you just walk through the neighborhood, no one's wearing a shirt. <laughs> he's, he's definitely one of my newest favorite fighters somebody asked him on the post fight hey what do you think about russia ukraine and he like gave some opinion like i'm not gonna go there to fight like you know he's like i don't know what we're doing everywhere but he's like if somebody came to arkansas he's like my he's like you best believe i'll fight till like the end you know mm-hmm. like he's like i'll protect my way of life. like it is just so hum and then at the end he goes Honestly, though, so like, I don't really know, but thank you for asking me. Like, you know, it was like so polite. I love this guy. I just think uh, he's just such a great. I want to see him fight anybody at 145, even Volkanovsky. Like, I just want to see how well he can do. Well, he should definitely. I mean, he's in the top 10 now after beating Barbosa. It'll be interesting to see who he fights next. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Bryce Mitchell. I've liked him. Every time I see like an interview with him or something, I'm always tuned in. I also later heard that Dana White said, uh, keep your 45K. I'll put the money in for you. I think it's because it's a bad look on Dana because here's this dude who's from the country. Sure. Yeah. Donate, donating half of his money. Also, if you're the top 10 in the featherweight and you're dominating somebody at a main event, mm-hmm. not in the main event, but like on a main card and you're only making 45K, like after not fighting for a year and a half because mm-hmm. of injuries. And then your first fight back, you donate like $45,000, yeah. half your money. Meanwhile, Dana White literally spends that on hookers and coke. And like, yes, yeah, so that's the other thing is like Dana ten- White makes so much money that he has to donate money just to like, for like tax deductions. So why yes. not do it for like, it, yeah, exactly. It's a bad look. He literally does $10,000 blackjack hands. Mm. So that's like five hands. Like for him, that's nothing. And here's this kid, Bryce Mitchell definitely now is my top 10 favorite. Like I'm going to be rooting nice. for him. Like the, the way I root for Kamzat, like I feel like Bryce Mitchell. Yeah. Plus I think we need some good American wrestlers again. You know, like right, right now, I'm, everything's I'm going to send you some podcasts with Bryce stars. Mitchell. You're going to like it. Yeah. So who do you want to see him fight? Who would you like to see him fight next? At featherweight, I want to see him verse. I want to see him versus someone good. Like, I'd love to see a top five, like, you know, around five, maybe. Ortega? 
Ortega would be good. That jujitsu versus jujitsu would be sick. Yes, I know. I want to see like yeah. a fun grappling, striking. Yeah, that would be. I mean, he just he beat, beat up Barboza, who's like probably the dopest striker in the division. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I, I, I see him matching up decently well against these guys. I'd love to see him versus Korean Zombie. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, but Zombie's getting the title shot. Of course, so. yes. I'm, I know he's already preoccupied, but I'm just saying like that's a fight I would love to see. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, who's not totally preoccupied right now? And that would be because Zombie's the only other guy that hit a twister. So it'd be twister versus twister guys, like in history. Like, yeah, just all of that's like, like cool. I just like Zombie, so I don't want to have to root for not, like, you know, like okay, one of them loses. It. I want somebody, to, I, not that I dislike Ortega, but that would just be so much of a fun submission match. Yeah. Grappling match. Like, yep. Yeah. Um, not Max. Not Frankie Edgar. He's too old. Like mm-hmm. I, it needs to be somebody good. Mm-hmm. It definitely needs to be somebody like good. So what I do think, you think next for Barboza. I don't Is know. Yeah, maybe go back to one fifty five, and I don't know. I I was annoyed by Joe and uh, the analyst yesterday how much they kept talking about Barboza's weight cut, and I agree. And to some extent, yeah, go up a class or whatever. But they emphasized like that was the reason he lost. Instead of talking about how awesome Bryce Mitchell looked and how few of us know about him. I mean, I feel like I know the sport and I don't really know about him that much, you know? So it's like, talk about how fucking amazing this guy is doing right now. And like a little bit about his personality, hype him up instead of just talking about how bad Barbosa is that. Yes, I agree. I really dislike that. Joe Rogan's one of my least liked commentators. I love Joe Rogan. I should say that. I like everything Joe Rogan does pretty much except his commentary for the last couple of years. I would say even more so in the next match, the Hanato Moicano versus Rafael Dos Anjos fight. That was where like the commentary just like, I, I, I don't know, man. In round two, right? Yeah, those RDA is definitely dominating. In round two, they go, or Joe at least goes, man, I wish there was Makachev fighting instead of Moicano. I'm like, damn, dude, can you imagine being in a fight and the commentator says that about you? Like, damn, this guy's fighting. I wish someone else was fighting. Like, Yo, what? Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't pick up on that, but you're right. He could have a little bit more class. But I guess as a fan, I would agree with him, too. You know what I mean? Dude, we know that. That's before the fight. Say that before the fight. You're calling the fight right now and you're saying that. There's a time and a place for that. I agree. I agree. You can say that it's after. A- you can say it before. You're not saying it during the fight. Joe then, of course, the big to- talk was, should Moicano have been pulled? Because he got dominated so badly. took a lot of damage. Should the fight have been called? I think it should have been. But okay, what maybe round? Not. I think it should have been called uh, in between rounds four and five. Okay. I would agree if it was called, then yeah, you call it there. Some people were thinking round th- before round three. I was like, oh, come on. Maybe even, but I, I definitely between four and five, I'm like, I'm done. I feel um, like if, I, if, if I was the draw in the towel, definitely that. you should have no shot at winning, right? So if he's already dominated like three rounds through and show no signs, okay, yeah, you could throw in the towel because he's only got two rounds he could potentially win unless you believe he can get like the lucky finish, okay? Which can happen, like, that's why people fight all the way. Yeah. And evidently to me, Moicano still had something to tank because that last minute of the fight, he won. Yeah. I also, but see, this time I did agree with the announcing, even though they were annoying. Like I mm-hmm. agreed with them. We're texting that I did feel like their corner, Moicano's corner should have threw the towel in. Like he 
could barely see and was wobbly. And I also agree a little bit with Bisbing said where he was like, I don't feel like RDA is going as hard right now in the fifth round. I did feel that way too. He feels a little bit bad. And I think there is like an emotional thing. You've seen certain fighters beg to the ref, like, yo, call the fight. Like, I don't want to hit my friend anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like this is annoying. Like I felt like some of that happened, which made my Kano better a little bit, you know? Yeah. It was like so, a big brother, little brother thing, you know, and sometimes here's another thing away though. and the little brother fucking hits him. Like, right. Joe and Bisping are kind of like shaming the corner for not throwing in the towel. Yeah. But I'll make the argument that it's the doctor's job. If the damage is not good, if this guy can't defend the job, the doctor and the ref's job solely for that, the safety of the fighter, the team takes some responsibility, but the ref and, and doctor should take way more responsibility in terms of putting blame on someone. Okay, so if you really do believe it should be called, the blame should go more there than the team. Now, here's the other thing, is I'll give even more leeway to the team because who knows Hanato Moikano more better than his own teammates, his coaches. They understand the damage he can take. They understand if he's lucid or not. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, he, but I think- they know them, they know their fighter better than any of us watching on the TV. And sure, they might be making a mistake, but like their judgment is better than ours. And then also, again, if we're going to put blame, I think it has to go on the the ref and the doc. If you're going to put blame, I thought it was borderline. Like if you would have called it round four, okay. But because they didn't call it round four, in round five, the announcers were like, I can't believe this is going. Like I wasn't outraged by it. I'm like, yeah, you could have called it then. He definitely didn't look like he had a shot at winning. But like, I also didn't think like, it was going to ruin his life either. Like you're telling me Calvin Qatar was not worse than that. See, Calvin Qatar, that fight also should have been stopped. So this yesterday, if you like, was listen, this on par with that? I thought this was a, the same. So Oof, the reason I, I think, think so this one, okay. the reason this one was like a little annoying was the announcers were like the corner should throw in the towel, which I think the corner should. And mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying. They know him better, but there's also bias because they get paid by Mokano. And so if he wins somehow miraculously, like then they get twice as much money because of the way the boat, like the payment structure works. And I agree with you. It should have been on the ref and the doctor, but the doctor told the ref, Hey, if you, I would, I could call the fight. If you call the fight, I would have no problem with it. And then the the ref kind of said the same thing. Well, like doc, do you want to call the fight? And each one was kind of making Everyone yeah, is waiting the, the for ref somebody like, to make a decision. Mm-hmm, the ref Will was like, can he see? Decision? No one wanted to make the decision. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, where it's like, you're right. It should have been the doctor. And like, do, like the doctor should be a fight fan a little bit. And it should be a little bit like, and what annoys me is if there's a cut, you always say like, yeah, stop the fight. There's like a cut. If but to me, like, uh, yeah, cut doesn't hurt that much. Like, yeah, there's blood, but it could lead to hurting. When somebody's face got punched like 270 times, like sometimes it's like, dude, just because their face isn't cut doesn't mean there's like shit going on. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you sure. cut worse than 250 punches. Like just if if he was doing better, I get it. But the all you have to do is defend yourself intelligently. And some of these people are such good warriors where like they could do that in their sleep. He was. And, yeah. And he was doing that in his sleep. He was yeah. just positioning himself so well, but he was still getting his ass kicked. But it's like, come on, like just. I, I do think Moicano gained fans on that fight, though. But even if the fight ended in the fourth round, he still would have gained a fan with it. 
Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, that you're right. But I do think and the corner probably, should recognize that. I, I do think the crowd loved that the fight went on. Yeah, I just think it's a risk. And like, I think those are the types of maybe they're not the types of fights that like end your career early. But I feel like, yeah, Bisbing was saying that too. Like, these guys are warriors. They'll fight till the end. Like, they need somebody slightly more mature to be like, hey, this isn't ready. This is why, like, the Diaz brothers, they'll sometimes they'll throw the towel in. Like, they're, they're tough as fuck, but they'll throw the towel in the rose. Yo, I'm not winning. So do you think if we had scorecards after every round that maybe they would have? Did you think, like, any chance that the team thought they might have won a round, that they saw, like, a chink in the armor? Yeah, maybe. There's, like, bias. I'm sure you're just in the heat of the moment. That's why, like, eyewitness testimony is terrible. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, murder cases. But I think, like, what you said, the doctor, the judge, they should also have, like, an analytic stat sheet. How many times did he get punched in the head? Was it, like, mm-hmm. tw- 250 times? And how many times has he punched uh, Dos Anjos in the head? Like, 30 times? Like You know what? This, is, is, a good, this is a good question. Should there be a mercy rule with a certain stat count? Yeah, but it doesn't even have to be. It should, it should just be there as like evidence. So like, if your gut is telling you something, but that's what makes it so subjective. You know what I mean? But that's but that is sports. So what okay. I'm saying is like you don't you don't have to take that away. But like, I just hated that the doctor was like, "Hey, if you want to call it, I'm okay with it." And the ref was like, "Hey, if you want to call it, I'm okay with it." And then the corner is like, "Yeah, I think he can go." And then, like, Moicano, we don't know what he's saying in Portuguese necessarily. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like, there's communication barriers. And it's like, he's, and you could see RDA was like, I don't want to hit him anymore. I feel that. Like, legit, like, you could tell. And so, like, what's the point of, this isn't football where you need to do the last kneel. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's a fight a little bit. You won the fight. Like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just more old school. I didn't see it as, like, crazy. I wouldn't have been outraged either way. I thought it was borderline. And if you tell me it's borderline, I'm not upset at that either. You know what okay. I mean? I'm I'm not like this is the most, but it's just annoying how weak-willed everybody was in making a decision. Yeah. He got his he got his ass kicked. And he's gonna keep going. And there was a chance he could have got his ass kicked even more if he was with somebody that was like a little more psychotic, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a f- five round fight, five days advance. It's pretty crazy. I'm surprised he's that too. In. That should have been in their head too. Like, yeah, oh, nuts. He's, and he's so, slow. So, do you down. think RDA is still a top guy? Yeah, I think okay. RDA is like Barbosa, but better. Okay, he's like he's like one of the greatest journey, not journeyman, but like one of the greatest gatekeepers. Like, a great I mean, he fighter. was a champion. He was a champion. Yeah, and if he never got hurt, I feel like he could have beaten McGregor, and his mm-hmm. whole career would have been so different. But he fucking lost that. Yeah. Do you think he has so a chance much- at getting back to the title? No, I don't think he's that good. Okay. I think he's slight. He, I think he's like past his prime. Like Khabib says, you only have one real prime. I don't and believe so, in that, but okay. I I do in the mathematical sense. You can only have one peak. I doubt you equal that second peak, but I don't know. But maybe that was just the first peak. Maybe the second yeah. one, the real peak. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't think Dosanis, and especially with the way like lightweight is right now like people like islam like i I wish i could see that islam fight but i just feel like islam's like khabib i feel like there's certain top people that i don't know how rda will do against but fair i I feel the same way did you hear dana say that islam has to fight benil still good i want him to okay i just find it funny because he only said that after he pulled out of the rda fight 
Yeah, you have to have one more real fight. You can't fight Bobby Green to become a champion. I don't know about you, but now I'm starting to turn the corner. I've been on like, yo, Islam's got to fight a top five guy. He's got to fight a top five guy. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, are we going to have another Tony Ferguson? Like, no. How? I, okay, uh, answer me this. Answer me this. Let's say he fights Benil Dariush. Let's say it ends up a no contest. I don't know. Groin shot, eye poke. Let's just say something happens where we don't get a decisive winner on that fight. Then what? Is anyone else going to fight Islam in that top seven? No, then maybe you give him a title. And he maybe never gets a title shot. Let me let me add this to the table. If Charles Oliveira, Justin Gagey wasn't already set for what is it, May? Yeah. Then I would say give Islam the title shot. Sure. They're fighting in May for the title. So there's time where they're not gonna fight again until the fall. So yeah, let Islam fight again in May or June, and then they both fight in fucking December. So it makes sense time-wise. If if Oliver needed a fight, then I would say give him Islam right now. You sure. know what I mean? Or, or or Gagey. Yeah, but if since that fight is already happening, I don't want Islam sitting around for nine months waiting for the champion. Okay, I don't think do that's think, fair. Do you think if somehow we end up with like what was it, like the Bilal Muhammad match, the eye poke or whatever? Remember that shit? Like what what yeah. happens if we end up with an eye poke, no contest? I think you have to. What Islam versus the loser of Oliveira Gagey then or something like this? No, maybe maybe you give him you judge maybe. how that fight was going. You gotta yeah, I guess I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm starting to feel for Islam a little bit now. Nah, whatever. This guy's come on. He's great. He's still semi-young. Like how old I is I just Islam? don't want to see Tony again. I just don't want to see what happened to Tony again. Yo, but Islam could have fought RDA. He could have, that's true. So like he chose not to. So like you you are playing it a little safe. This is a sport. There's other people that are competing for the top two. Nothing is deserved. You know, like yeah, you got to okay. fucking fight. That's fair. All right. Main event, Kobe George. So it went exactly how my brain thought it was going to go. But I exactly how I thought. Is, I, my I heart bet Kobe is by decision. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't bet with my heart. So Smothering decision. He fucked him up. It was annoying. I mean, the first two rounds were close and like. Jorge did get eye poked and kneed in the balls. And yes. I felt like Colby was like a little dirty. And but Masvidal is no gas tank. And part of me wonders, like, is it that Colby is that and he is that good with cardio? Yeah. But did, Masvidal, did Masvidal really just fucking neglect his endurance or is he riding that neglecting his endurance? I just think he doesn't have. You got to remember, he's one of the best paid guys in UFC now. So I think he just. Like he's not going to beat Usman. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, are you striving to be the best anymore? No, you're just trying to like get your money fights. And if you're getting your money fights, how motivated are you? You've already had a long storied career. You're already a legend. Like the motivation is just not as deep. That, that's what separates champions from not champions. Because Colby is similar to what you just said. He's making money and he's taking money. He's trying to get money fights. But he's relentless and he hasn't been getting tired and gives it his all even after he has like a broken yeah. jaw. Like, like I think Dana White said, Colby's an asshole, but you got to respect him and you have to. Like, I love oh, I that. Do. I'm a fan of Colby as a fighter. I love the way he just is relentless and uses cardio as a fucking weapon. Yeah. And yeah. he does chain his striking and wrestling like so damn well. He's and- probably the most aggressive fighter in terms of just always forward, always just trying to like yeah. pressure, 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 nonstop throwing on you. 
he's pretty much making contact with you every other second at the very least. He's he's got a I I my dream fight now is Colby Kamzat, but that'll that probably won't happen for a while. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, I also got to mention, I love that Kobe Covington came out to the Kurt Angle theme song. I thought that That's was, what it was brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was brilliant. Like America. Okay. Yeah. And then because like Kurt Angle's theme song, everyone chants, you suck like the whole time. Yeah. So he just basically like just stole all that cheap heat, you know, which is perfect. Yeah. He is the heel. So like he just circumvented it and then still won in that fashion. I'm like, it was a brilliant move. And I love like Jorge Masvidal's Scarface entrance theme song. Like that's an awesome one. But I thought the Kurt Angle one, I was like, oh, he wins. Yo, Masvidal also, like I saw that tattoo he had on his shoulder. Of, yeah. Uh, his own flying knee. And I saw people on the forums were making fun of it. Yeah. And I saw that after the fight. But when I saw him have that tattoo when he was coming in, I was like, that's not a good sign. I feel like he is just drinking his own Kool-Aid. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can't but I mean... He went from somebody that didn't talk about shit and fuck people up, like, and that's why people liked him, like DS style, to like, yeah, now still DS style, talking about shit and losing, though. Like, it's like annoying. I don't know. It's hard to hate on the guy who has the greatest knockout of all time. I know, but it's just like, I don't know. It just felt a little like, yo, look how great I am. And I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much it works sometimes with fighting. Like, you have to have that crazy confidence in yourself and believe in yourself, but you also have to not have that. So you keep training crazy hard. Yeah. You know? So what do you it's think like is a, next for Masvidal now? Like Nate? Like a Diaz and McGregor. Like I could see him fight McGregor or something like that. Oh yeah. You know? Like a 170 fun fights. And Kobe, you think Dustin? I don't think Dustin takes that fight. Dustin knows he loses that fight. Yeah. I, I am kind of on your side about it. I mean, Dustin has a better gas tank than Masvidal. Sure. But Dustin, I'm assuming, is a little bit smaller. Colby says Dustin's bigger than him, which maybe is like Dustin's pretty thick. Mm-hmm. But Dustin also wasn't. Yeah. And Dustin wasn't featherweight and lightweight. though. So like, I don't know. Like, I just don't see him. It would be a good fight, but I don't know. Oh, I would love it. They hate each other. I love it. I, I, I want Col- it. No, nah, I want to see Colby against, yeah, welterweight contender, somebody that's good. And like, well, I just also think, like, who do you want Dustin to verse? I want Dustin to first verse Nate Diaz, like something like that. Oh, like that's a, Kobe makes way more sense. No, because yes, Kobe's actually relevant. Diaz is not relevant. Like, their it's beef just was just kind of like Twitter. Like, Kobe and Dustin actually have like real beef. I don't know if it's, but Colby is like just the heel and he'd be bringing attention to it. And I think Poirier loses that fight. But I think the trash talk for Kobe is getting better. I, the things he said about Dustin were kind of funny. Like, I would love to see it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I want something more competitive. I want to, I want to see somebody that yeah, is competitive. Beat. I don't think it's going to be that competitive. So you think he'll beat Dustin the same way he beat Masvidal? Like, same type of thing? Same type it's of fight? MMA- it's MMA math, so it's hard. I think Poirier has better endurance yeah. and better boxing. Uh-huh. I guess it's just the it's just the weight stuff for me that makes it confusing because I mean he's been fighting at lightweight. Now he's got to go up 15 pounds. What does he do at catch weight? Bigger people, he had 162, yeah, something like that. But Colby did say he can make 162. Bro, um, I've been waiting. So, like, even this catch weight fight with RDA and Moicano, I'm just waiting for the moment. Like, if it was RDA and Islam. 
they should just be like, yo, let's fight at 165 and we'll just crown it like the 165 champ. Like the fighters themselves, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's call ours. Like whoever wins this, like they almost like make it. If they did, if they did that 165. Dude, a fighter should just come in with a belt and be like, yo, I'm fighting at 165. Whoever wants to fight me at 165, come see me. Um, Like just start it up. Kobe, do it. Kobe should do that. That that would actually that would be really savvy and smart. And then if he did beat Poirier, because that could be like a one six. That, that would be yeah. a fun fight. That'd be a fun fight. Push Usman to one seventy five. We're done. We got it. We finally did it. One fifty five, sixty five, seventy five. We're set. Who who else is at welterweight? I think most of them don't have a name enough to fight Colby. Like Wonder Boy Colby. Like I don't know why Colby would want that, but that would be like fun ish. But yeah, I think. I think Wonder Boy gets taken down, but Wonder Boy has a better gas tank than. Ma- I think everybody has a better Burns. gas tank than Masvidal. Who? Gilbert Burns. But Burns is fighting Kamzat in April next month. I know. I'm just, just saying. I'm like, so yeah, excited. I'd like to see him. either one of them, I guess. But yeah, Hamzat. I'm always, that's the guy I'm really excited to watch. If Hamzat beats Gilbert Burns, he's getting the title shot. Yeah, I think so. One hundred percent, because Burns is ranked two, and. Colby's ranked one, but Colby already lost to Usman twice. So if Kamzat wins, he fights Usman like in the fall. That would be the sickest. Yes. If he beats Usman, I would love to see Kamzat Colby. Yeah, maybe like like, like the math might end up differently. That's a dream fight, I think. That's like such a fun fight. It is a fun fight. You're right. Just great wrestlers with good striking and like freak. Like that is like a great, great fight. Good guy, and bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamzat, I think, is the person that could shake up the division and start opening up like new opportunities. Yeah. For like other people coming in. Like, I think that would be I'm so excited for the next the next UFC, April yeah. 9th, I think it is. I don't know when. Or sixth or something. I also Peter- really love the uh bromance between Darren Till and Kamzat. Yes. I think and they so. asked him, they're like, why are you there? He's like, Kamza wrote me so I could come and I wanted people that could push me. And every bit f- picture that comes out, it looks like Kamza's happy until hates his life at trading, but in a good way. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> right? like, I love so it. Them out. talking to each other is really funny. I'm trying to eat up everything I see with those two. I think it's funny. And I mean, Till is a great striker. And if Kamza is working with Till too, and Gustafson said like, fucking comes out with toss the heavyweights around mm-hmm. like that seems insane and i'm just i want to be on this hype train of comes up because yeah, if he if he beats gilbert burns he's getting a title shot in the fall and he might even start just trash talking middleweight people since he's fought at middleweight know, and then yeah. it's like we're like in a little new era of ufc yeah hey i'm, I'm looking at the ufc schedule so next week this coming Saturday is a UFC fight night. It's pretty good, bro. You got Thiago Santos versus Magomedov Ankalaev. He's good. Marlon Marias, Song Yadong. That's a good fight. Sadiq Youssef versus Alex Caceres. That's good. Khalil Roundtree's on there. Drew Dober, Terrence McKinney, Alex Pereira. Yeah. Oh, Pereira's. Yeah, he's who's fighting. The guy that no- who's the guy that knocked out Adesanya in kickboxing? That's Alex Pereira. He's fighting on. Yeah. Yeah, he's fighting nice. this this week. Yeah. And then. The following card is the next week, another UFC fight night, so another free card. Volkov versus Aspinall, sick. 
Arnold Allen versus Dan Hooker. That's sick. Patty Pimblett's on that card. Gunnar Nelson. Like, these are good fight nights, dude. Paul Craig, yeah. he's a beast too. And then there's another fight night the week after. So we have three straight free UFC cards. And on that one, it's Curtis Plays, Chris Dawkins, Oscar Oscarov versus Kaikara France, Matt Brown's fighting, Olenek's fighting. Like, it's kind of fun, man. Yeah, this is a good time right now for the UFC. Yeah, and then two weeks after that is the UFC in April. But for like the three next, the three next weeks are pretty sick for free fights. They're good. Yeah, I just the casual me just can't wait till the next pay per view with like the two championships yes. and comes out. Hulk like- Zombie, Aljamain, Peter Yan. And then there's still other good fights on there too. Aljamain Peter Jan is just the fight that has been needed for so long too. Yeah. Kamzat against a legit contender has been needed. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just seeing Volk against somebody different than Max Holloway and Ortega. I get, like it just it will be, it'll solidify him more as like a, le- not a, not that he's not legit, but just like yeah. more respected, you know? Yep. But I love zombies. So if zombie wins, that's such like a sneaky, like, it just adds to his story. And I yeah. love him. There's not that many good Asian fighters right now. You know, I want to mm-hmm. have like an Asian champion, like South Korea. Like that'd be great. Yeah. It'd be cool. Plus I feel like he could have been champion, but for two years he had to leave to go back because in South Korea joining the military is like mandatory. And I feel like those are some of his prime years right after he competed for the title, like yep. could have had it. So this would be like a great way for him to win. Come back. Yeah, it would be awesome. I, I don't think he'll win, but I would love to see it. Yeah. I think he matches up well with Volk. I don't. I think Volk takes it. No problem. I feel like Volkanovsky, I feel like Zombie has more trouble with the people that can throw weird shit. Where Volk is more just like really, really good, technically sound. Yeah. But I feel like Zombie's good with that. It's like the weird elbows and the back fists and like the crazy shit that zom- that catches zombie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I feel I like just, zombie. Volk doesn't really have any holes. He's good at he everything. Doesn't. That's what I mean. I He's think like people so should talk about him more when they're talking about the greatest champ right now. He should be it's in the conversation. People, people love Max. No, that, that that's the bias though. And Volk lost the second fight, but I think he won the first fight. So it's I like, agree. I agree. But he has that win on paper. I know, but I'm just saying that's why people. That's like saying, you know, the Saints go. won if that, that call didn't happen, but the call did happen. It sucks. Yeah, I thought the Saints should have won that game too, but they're not going to go down as Super Bowl champions. You know what I mean? And See, I think that's where fighting is a little bit different than football. I agree with you to an extent, but I just feel like with fighting, it's also like people know. That's why I think there should be more draws and more like, oh, yeah, that was a, that was a close fight. I agree with you. <laughs> like instead of win- winner or losers, you know, like whatever, yep. you both. That's a that was close. Agreed. I feel like fighters would be okay with that if you just gave it like a C, like you know, instead of a tie, like oh, win, not lose. if you have money attached close. to the winning purse because now draws are like losses. That's annoying. Draws that, should be both of them win. You'd have to change the fighter page structure won. before you did that. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. That's why it even goes back to what we said about the corner. Who knows yeah. if they're being biased? And you need people that are like young, just. Yep. Dude got hit 300 times. Like I don't think he's going to make it back. Yeah. All right, but there's a lot to look forward to. I'm excited. I, I liked that card. It was fun. I'm glad you're a fan of Bryce Mitchell. I'm going to send you some stuff. Yeah, and I'm just going to have to just keep hitting the gym, do wrestling today when I went to the gym. Yeah. So I started standing up more. 
started rolling with standing up more. So oh, yeah. yeah, Bryce Mitchell's the man. We gotta wrestle. That's it. Especially if the foreigners invade. You gotta wrestle them to the ground. I feel uh, like yeah. that, like that's their weakness. Let's see if we get Bryce Mitchell on. Let's send him a message. Dude, we should try. He did yeah, say for sure. talk. Yeah. I, lo- I love him now. All right, yeah. Let's do that. Man, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, guys. We always appreciate it. Catch you next time. Hey guys, this is Anoop. I'm sure you've heard. I have a startup called Renta. You can visit me at renta.com, R-E-N-T-A-H.com. The idea is you could rent any type of good service or space. So you could rent uh, Arturo to teach you Brazilian jiu-jitsu, or you could rent uh, my friend Andy to uh, set up your podcasting equipment for your next gig, or you could rent uh, the Philosophy of Fighting podcast to uh, promote a commercial on our podcast or some gear, right? Like our friend Michael Shear did, if you want some Wu-Tang apparel. So uh, check out Renta. It would mean a lot to me. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Philosophy of Fighting podcast. If you have any questions, suggestions, or if you would like to fight us, send us a DM on Instagram at philosophy underscore fighting.